Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hello, welcome to today's Beacon. Today I've called my Beacon, What's So Different About Jesus? Throughout history, lots and lots of people have claimed to be God or God's chosen leader on earth. There are so many cults around the world that have convinced many people. There are also many other religions. So what's so different about Christianity? What makes Jesus different from all those other messiahs? There are lots of ways that Jesus is different to others, but we're going to focus on the influence of his ministry, the prophecies about him and his resurrection. So what makes his ministry different to others? Firstly, most people that convince others they're messiahs are in it for their own gain. They want to be the messiah for money or fame or power. However, this was not Jesus' aim. He and his disciples were poor nomads. He said to a rich man that wanted to know the way to heaven that he had to give up his riches, not to Jesus, but to the local poor. In Luke, a man said that he wanted to follow Jesus and his response was, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He didn't live a life of money and riches. His aim was also not fame. Yes, crowds followed him in his three years of ministry, but often when people were healed, Jesus would tell them to not go and speak about him, but go and show themselves to the priests and give an offering to God. Thirdly, he wasn't about power. He served his disciples and loved them. He even washed their feet, their dirty, smelly, sweaty feet. The disciples were more about power than he was, and when the disciples were arguing about who was greatest, this was Jesus' response in Mark 9.35. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, Anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. So Jesus was talking about becoming more of a servant, not grabbing power. All of these show that he must have really known that there was something more to this life than the physical. Otherwise, he would have grabbed at the material things that so many try to grasp. Because of how Jesus acted, he became very influential. So much so that he has become the most famous person in the world. A man born in a small backwater town in Israel has become the almost universal symbol of kindness and love. There was a Jew that was part of the Sanhedrin, the rulers of the Jews, that recognised that whatever humans do, if something is from God, it will stand. The rulers were talking about what they would do with these new Christians. This is recorded in Acts 5, 34-39. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was honoured by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin. Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Thudius appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, all his followers were dispersed, and it came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case I advise you, 
Leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. Gamaliel knew that God's will would be done either way. Another difference is that details about Jesus' life were predicted before he was even born. This is a really key piece of evidence that Jesus was actually the Son of God, as humans can't change events before their own birth, or orchestrate where they're born, or how certain events happen in their lives. Let's look at one of these prophecies. It was said in Micah, written in about the 6th century BC, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. This sounds like it's talking about Jesus, someone who is of old, who lived before, who will be ruler over all Israel. And in fact, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judah, because of a census. His parents weren't even from there, they were from Nazareth. The last key piece of evidence were the miracles that Jesus performed. If someone came up to you today and said they were God, you would probably ask them to prove it by performing a miracle. Now, Jesus rarely performed miracles for people for that reason, but he did perform many signs and wonders. He healed many people. There was a time in the Bible where Jesus was asked by the Jews what sign he could show them to demonstrate that he was who he said he was. And he answered, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. By this he meant destroy his body or kill him. Now we know that once we have died, there's nothing we can do to bring ourselves back. So if someone could do that, if someone could go to the other side and tell you what to expect, that would be pretty amazing. But the thing is, is that Jesus has done that. He showed that he's beaten death once and for all. The final part of what makes Jesus so different is that even though he lived 2,000 years ago, we can have a personal relationship with him and through him have a personal relationship with God. This relationship is one that billions of people in the world have discovered and one that makes a massive difference to our everyday life. It frees us of the sin and all of the things in life that trap us. We might still go through hard times, but we have an everlasting hope for the future. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you just don't expect us to rely on feelings or you don't expect us to rely on senses that you are real, but that you've given us evidence. I thank you that we can tell that Jesus was the Son of God through clear physical evidence. And I pray that we'd come to know that in our heads, but then we'd come to know a relationship with you in our hearts. I pray that our relationship with you would deepen every day. And whenever we go through doubts, whenever we go through times of wondering where you are or what's going on, that we'd be able to rely on our head knowledge that you are who you say you are. You sent your son to die for us. That you've done it, you've beaten sin and death. And that we can come to you and we can trust you and you will forgive us. Thank you, God. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website 
at www.coachhousechurch.org.